Welcome to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. All right, so this is post-podcast Claire popping in before normal podcast Claire comes in. It's like if you ever listen to the Jonas Brothers and they sing Year 3000, it's like I took a trip to the end of this podcast and I realized that something not so great happened. So future Claire is coming in to tell you that I apologize in advance that there is like a weird, freaky sounding, like annoying, most of all, it's just annoying little buzzing sound in the background audio of this podcast. I realized that I made a big boo-boo as I was recording this podcast for some reason. And this is like way too much info for you guys, but I'm going to explain it anyways, because that's the kind of person that I am. The When I have my computer plugged into its power source and I run the platform or the software, I guess I could call it, on which I record this podcast, it always introduces a really weird, unsavory buzzing sound. So I apologize in advance. If I would have realized it before I recorded a 40-minute podcast episode solo, I definitely would redo it. And I love you guys, and I want you to know that I pride myself on giving you the best content that I can, but in all honesty... I'm not going to re-record a 40-minute podcast. The content is still there. You can hear me. There's just like a little annoying sound in the background. So please forgive me and enjoy the podcast anyways. Okay, now here is Past Claire. Hello, podience, and welcome to episode 39 of the Yours Truly podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest food puns, cringeworthy humor, and also intuitive eating knowledge. I'm Claire Tuning, but you know that, one, if you listen to the first 40-second intro of this podcast, and two, if you have hung out with me here on our little corner of the podcast interwebs before. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming back to the Yours Truly podcast. We're almost on episode 40, and for some reason, that just feels like a landmark to me. I feel like it's like the evenness of the numbers. Anything that ends in a zero always feels like a landmark. So when we hit 40, aka next week, and when we hit 50, and every other number with a zero after that, maybe we'll have to throw like a little podcast party, which is funny because most of the times when I record these, it's just me, myself, and I. It's like, you know that song on the radio? I think it's... I love that I just said on the radio, like, of course it's going to be on the radio or on your phone. I think it might be g Easy, but it's like, it's just me, myself, and I. Again, I'm not going to sing because I was not gifted with a singing voice. I talk about nutrition for a reason, but he's talking about how it's just me, myself, and I. Well, that's how I feel. It's just me, myself, and my mic. So I'm going to stop rambling about things that don't actually matter now. As you guys know, sometimes I can get a little carried away with myself. But to open up this week's episode of the Yours Truly podcast, you know how we are going to start. I always, always, always start by featuring a 
post in the Yours Truly Goal Slaying Facebook community, which is a private Facebook community that I run, not only for my private one-on-one clients, but for anyone who is interested in the intuitive eating path and wants to receive more support and more community around the topics and the process that is involved. So we do daily posts, we do trainings, I do live videos every single Thursday. All of my one-on-one clients post takeaways from their calls, which is one, a benefit to them because they get to reiterate something that came out of my mouth but is now ingrained in their brain and what they're going to work on. And also it's a benefit to the rest of the community because everybody gets to learn from everybody's different experiences. Something I always say is I can say something about intuitive eating a million different times in my way, but it may not connect or resonate with someone else until it's said in a different way, in a different verbiage, in a different tone of voice, whatever that might be. So this is where the Facebook community comes in handy. So the post I'm going to read to you today comes from one of my current clients, and she posted this this past week after our weekly coaching call. She writes, I had my call with Claire tonight and I often forget to post my takeaway, but tonight I remembered this meme and thought it fit nicely as last week I struggled with lots of body image issues and even considering going back to my ex. Parentheses. I won't give you a name, but the initials are MFP. Side note, she's definitely talking about my fitness pal. Don't want to give it away, but MFP, I think that's my fitness pal, guys. Anyways, she continues, but I stayed the intuitive eating course. My takeaway for this week is that I need to work on focusing on the habits that I'm creating for my body and not how my body looks right now. Listen for the backseat voice and neutralize her with opposite statements. Stand up to her before she runs away with the narrative and my feelings. I'm not going to be perfect, but I will be proactive. I will advocate for me. It's what I'm good at with so many others, so why shouldn't I receive it too? And then the little meme or the graphic that she is referring to, she has it posted beneath her wonderful takeaway from our our call, and the graphic says, are you trying to be the perfect intuitive eater? Because there is no such thing. So I love this post from my goal slayer for a couple of different reasons. One, because the meme or the graphic below is so true. I think a lot of the times when you are transitioning out of a very rigid black and white dieting mentality, that there was a perfect way to be on that diet or a perfect way to not be on that diet, right? It was very black and white. We can bring a lot of that same expectation into the intuitive eating journey, thinking that we have to be perfect, thinking that it's becoming the hunger and the fullness diet, or if I don't love my body every single day, then I'm doing a bad job, or you know, if I don't honor my craving, then I failed. But this is not how it goes with intuitive eating, because there's no such thing as being perfect because being an intuitive eater means being yourself and honoring how your cues show up. And I think we can all agree that there is no perfect human being on the face of the planet. The other reason why I love her post is because she touched on something really important that her and I and a lot of my clients, to be honest, focused on or focus on rather in our weekly or bi-weekly coaching calls. We talk about how a lot of the times in the intuitive eating journey, it's difficult to make that switch from our diet culture mentality of, you know, how my body looks is what matters, how I feed myself or choose to not feed myself to manipulate my body size is what matters. But when we try to move away from that with the intuitive eating journey, obviously a lot of stuff is going to come up with body image as our body naturally regulates and shifts and changes to 
be the size or the shape that it wants to be in this moment in time. So what, why I love what she said here is because we're focusing not on that. So we're not focusing on how our body looks throughout those fluctuations. We notice it, of course, because we live in a body and it's really hard not to maybe notice how the body looks from time to time, but we're trying to be as unemotional as possible about that. But rather we're placing our emphasis and our focus and our sense of success even in this journey on the habits that we are creating for our body. What food we are giving our body that not only maybe physically fill us up and don't give us that sense of restriction, but also mentally leave us satisfied. So we're eating foods that we actually enjoy and that's a sustainable habit. We're eating foods that hopefully make us feel good in our own body and we're figuring out how much of those foods that we need. That is a habit that is very sustainable in this intuitive eating journey. We're figuring out how to neutralize or make more positive even our self-speak, which is going to be something that we are stuck with for the rest of our life. Yes, newsflash, you are stuck with you and how you speak to yourself for the rest of your life. So I believe it to be a very healthy habit to focus on making sure that voice is a kind one, at least most of the time, or that you're aware of what that voice is saying. So long story short here in her post and in the intuitive eating journey as a whole, It is so important to focus your attention on the habits that you are creating for not only your physical well-being, but also your mental well-being for the long run. Health is not something that we achieve in a week, in a day, in a month, or even in a year, but it's a cumulative process. So if you're focusing on habits that give you a sense of physical and mental health, and you kind of find that balance between the two, that is what we are focusing our success on in this journey, because that's not something that's going to crash after two weeks like a diet, right? That's not something that's going to fail you after one year when you realize, oh my gosh, I can't live without carbohydrates. No, these are the habits that are going to sustain everyone's journey for the long run. So we should place our focus and emphasis on those because that is something unwriting the narrative of diet culture and rewriting it in a way that honors your physical and mental health is something to be proud of. So speaking of being proud, so proud of all my yours truly goal slayers, especially this goal slayer who posted this post. So if you are listening, you know who you are. If you wrote this, I want to thank you for offering this to the community. And now we transition to the shameless plug in every podcast episode where I invite you. I'm pointing at the microphone right now because I feel like I'm talking directly to you, whoever is listening. If you're in your car, if you're you know doing your makeup in the morning, if you're making breakfast, if you're going to the bathroom at work and you're trying to like bring some Claire vibes into your ears. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm pointing at you and I'm saying, if you are not in this yours, Julie Goldsling Facebook community, and you want to be more involved in your own intuitive eating journey, you want to receive support from other people who are on their intuitive eating journeys and you want to support want to receive, there we go, words are hard, free value from me in posts and trainings and videos, all of the above, you need to come hang out with us in this private free Facebook community. Try saying that five times fast. Private free Facebook community. Too many F's and P's. Anyways, the way that you can come join us in this community if you are not there already is very simple. It is free to join, but there is a small application process that goes along with it. So one, I can get to know you and two, I can make sure this community stays 
as positive and as supportive as possible. So I have to make sure that I am letting the best, most supportive, intuitive eating minded people in there. So in order to access that application, you can follow me on Instagram at Claire Tuning. The application lives in the link underneath my bio. If you are not on Instagram, if you're an OG Facebook fan and you haven't come to the Instagram world, I understand it's a lot to handle sometimes, but you can always message me on Facebook. Send me a friend request there. My name is Claire Tuning. Make it super easy for you guys to find all of this stuff. Send me a simple message and let me know that you want the application, or you can simply just look up the Yours Truly Goal Slayers on Facebook and you can request to join. I will get your request and I will send you the application from there. So if you have been listening to this podcast for weeks and weeks and you still haven't listened to this free offering of value, I'm like handing it to you through the mic right now if only you could see me, then this is your opportunity to come join us. So I feel like whenever I do my intros and I just like get so excited and my face gets red, I really have to like take a breath. It's really like running a marathon with your voice. But on today's episode of the Yours Truly podcast, but before I forget, fancy transition music, da 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 da, there we go. Super fancy. I know you like my editing skills. I can hear you applauding me all the way from where you are. But on today's episode of the podcast, I am going to do a little bit of intuitive eating in real life for you. Whoever is listening right now, you are about to get some storytelling in your day. You're about to get a little inside look into my personal life and how I apply some of the principles of intuitive eating or how I have applied them not only throughout my entire life or my intuitive eating journey, but more specifically within the past week. So the reasoning behind this episode or my idea behind this episode is it is my pet peeve. I don't know about you guys, but it is my pet peeve when I see anyone ever preaching something or really standing firm in their values or teachings about something, but they themselves don't practice what they preach. They don't walk the walk of the talk that they talk, if you know what I'm saying. So I feel like the social media space, again, I'm not calling anyone out in particular because I don't know all of the people in the social media world. But I feel like in my history of being on social media, I have run across pages of concepts, of ideas, of brands that preach a certain message, but it's kind of obvious from their feed or maybe even from the way they talk or if you know those people personally that they don't actually do the things that they are telling everybody else to do. I don't want to be one of those people. I... Claire Tuning, vow to you that I eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely on a daily basis, which if you didn't know, those are the three core principles of my gentle nutrition and intuitive eating coaching program. I do those on a daily basis, so I want to break it down for you guys today and give you a little inside look into my life over what I have done over the past week that has allowed me to eat gently. So we're going to focus on the first principle of my intuitive eating coaching program or my gentle nutrition coaching program, which focuses on intuitive eating. How do we do it? How do we unwrite a lot of those diet rules and rewrite our belief and understanding about nutrition and our body in a way that supports the life that we want to live, that supports our physical health and our mental health, and that allows us to be educated on the side of nutrition and the science of nutrition, but never really allows us to use those nutritional concepts as 
a double-edged sword against ourselves. It doesn't allow us rather to use principles of nutrition as more diet rules. So I have broken this down into three themes with examples under each, and the three themes kind of tell you three of the areas of intuitive eating or three of the ideas or concepts behind intuitive eating that I feel are really, really important in understanding because, excuse me, again, the glory of recording a live podcast and not editing it out. I just had a seltzer water, full transparency. I'm like super honest with you guys. I feel like I know all of you on an individual level and you won't judge me if I told you that I just drank a seltzer and I just burped into the microphone. Anyways, excuse me, as my mom would encourage me to say. Um, We will start here with the first, or what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by my own bodily function, lol, is that intuitive eating so easily can be reduced to what I call, and what a lot of other intuitive eating proponents call, the hunger and the fullness diet. Meaning that in intuitive eating, one of the core concepts is, yes, getting back to a place where you can understand your hunger and your fullness cues, or the way that your body tells you, hey, I need food right now, or no, I'm actually good, and I'm all fueled up for the moment. Yes, those are very important concepts in intuitive eating, but they're not the only concepts in intuitive eating. So what I'm kind of going for here with breaking down these three other areas is to show you that Hunger and fullness is important, but those aren't the only thing that matters in intuitive eating. Those aren't the only things that matter. There we go. Words are hard. So the first one I want to talk about is planning ahead and looking out for yourself. So something that I always tell my clients and anyone, honestly, who is willing to listen, I like yell it to strangers on the street, you got to be your own advocate. You have to be your own best friend, especially if you are functioning in the adult world and you maybe don't have somebody preparing all of your meals for you, even though wouldn't that be nice if we all had like an intuitive eating chef or like butler that followed us around and you're like, "Ah, I am craving this, go make it for me. Like, yeah, that would be nice. And I think we would all get like super excited if we could just kind of snap our fingers and the food that we wanted would be right in front of us. But the reality of it is most of us are myself at least, I don't live in a world where everything is going to be made for me. So we have to do a little bit of planning ahead or looking out for, hey, if I'm going to be hungry in a couple of hours based on past experience of what I know to be true about my own body, then I kind of have to think ahead right now and either bring that food with me or be able to step away from whatever I'm doing in that moment of time to go get a meal or to go get a snack. So with this example, I'll give you my personal example. So this past weekend, and I guess I can go ahead and announce this to the world. I'm kind of processing this as I'm speaking. So I get, I I guess this is going to be okay. I believe that I have personally told all of the people that I need to personally tell. So I think I can kind of put it out here now because it's going to be apparent within the next two weeks. I am preparing a move, like moving of my person, all of my belongings, my business, which the business side doesn't really matter as much because I am telehealth, my business can kind of move where I move, so that's very cool, but I am preparing to move my physical body from Southern Virginia up to Northern Virginia in the DC metro area. If you're wondering, Claire, why are you moving? Well, of course I'm moving because of a boy. Aiden, if you're listening, 
<laughs> I'm moving because of you, but it's a change that I am super, super excited about. Aiden, my boyfriend, has lived up in the area for a couple of years now, and to be totally honest with you guys, we are done. We are stinking tired with doing this long distance thing of driving four plus hours every other weekend or every weekend for that matter. So a long story long, I know I kind of went off on a tangent. I am moving. And a lot of the times what goes along with moving is new things and having to shop for the things that you want to fill your new space. The catch here is that <laughs> Again, full transparency, I have signed a lease on a place that I haven't physically laid eyes on yet. So there's a lot of trust going into Aiden here. He has seen it. He says it's a great place. There's a, you know, a little place for my office, which is going to be wonderful for my videos. So I'm super excited about that. But that being said, I haven't laid eyes on the place, so I don't really have the full dimensions or spatial orientation in that place. But nonetheless, of course, me trying to be my proactive self, I was like... Mm. We're going to go look at some antique stores, maybe some furniture stores, just to kind of see, you know, put some feelers out there for what I want to fill this new space. Because, you know, there's that level of excitement of I'm going to be in a new space. Maybe I want to do a new rug or maybe like a new sofa, you know, things like that, which that's a whole story in and of itself. But long story long, again, I decided to go furniture browsing this weekend and I started thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have breakfast before I leave my house because I'm hungry now. Here's where the hunger and the fullness comes into the picture. In that moment, I was hungry, so of course, I ate something. But then I was kind of thinking ahead to how the rest of my day was going to pan out, and I realized that I was probably going to be gone browsing all of the stores a little bit longer than it would take me to get hungry again. Did that make sense? I was going to be out for longer than... I thought I wouldn't, my words are not coming out right. But anyways, you know what I mean by this. So what I did, sitting here thinking, okay, Claire, you need to be your own best advocate. You need to maybe plan ahead for something that you're going to eat, aka walk the walk and talk the talk, that kind of deal. I came into the mindset of preventative hunger. So one place in the intuitive eating journey where people go wrong is they think, well, if I'm not hungry right now, then it's quote, air quote here, bad for me to eat something, or it would be going against my physical cues for me to eat something right now. This is very situational, and it depends on where you are in that moment of time. If you are going to have free access to food for the rest of your day, then yeah, maybe in that moment in time, if you're not hungry, you don't need to eat anything because you're going to have the opportunity to eat something later. But if you, like Claire Chuni, are going to be walking around furniture stores where it is highly frowned upon to bring food, aka what I wanted to eat, which is like a bar that was covered in chocolate, which like you can imagine if you dropped on like a white rug or a sofa, you would probably walk out of that store paying for a sofa <laughs> that you didn't want or paying for a repair to the upholstery of that sofa that you didn't want. So in my situation, I was faced with, okay, well, first of all, I need to bring a snack. And then when I was out kind of navigating the world or the universe, if you will, I realized that, okay, I'm not super hungry right now, but just based on the stores that I'm going into now and based on how long I predict that I'm going to be in there, I know that I'm probably going to get hangry if I don't eat the snack that I packed right now. This is what we call 
preventative hunger because we are preventing the pendulum swing of extreme hunger later. Meaning if you kind of view a pendulum here, this is how we kind of define restricting and binging. With every action, there is obviously going to be an equal and opposite reaction. If you've ever done physics 101 or just like watched gravity even, you can agree with me that if we pull a pendulum to one side, meaning if Claire gets really, really hungry because she's in the furniture store for too long, then we let the pendulum go. We can only imagine that the pendulum is going to swing to the opposite side with that equal amount of force, and Claire is going to end up needing to eat a lot of food and being really hungry and feeling like she has to do the last supper type of mentality because she was too hungry when she went into her next eating situation. So I like to prevent this pendulum swing in my own personal life as much as possible. And one of the ways is that I do this is through preventative hunger. So I packed my little snack. I realized, okay, you know, sitting in the car, I may not be hungry right now, but I know if I'm going to be in the store for an hour, an hour and a half, and I'm, you know, not just going to whip out my snack when I'm talking to the sales representative because I'm all about hashtag honoring your hunger, but chewing while talking to someone isn't really the best combination. So I decided to act preventatively and have the snack, even though I wasn't super hungry in that moment. And boy, you best believe yet that I thanked myself for being an advocate for my need to honor my hunger preventatively because when I was in that store, I even walked out. I was in there for the time uh, amount of time I predicted, but I even walked out feeling a little bit hungry. And if I wouldn't have had that preventative hunger snack, if I wouldn't have planned ahead, if I wouldn't have had a little bit of foresight as to how my body typically functions when it's away from food for that amount of time, then I would not have had a happy furniture shopping experience, nor would anyone else who had would who would have interacted with me in that moment in time. So planning ahead is a core component. So is preventative hunger, if that is something that your situation situation requires in that moment. The second thing that I want to talk about that also happened on the same day, it was weird. I was having so many intuitive eating realizations within this 24-hour time period, but this one is the principle or the idea of really needing to trust or honor your body's wisdom and knowing that balance is found over long periods of time, not in what you do or don't do in a single day. So within this one day of furniture shopping, I don't know what was happening with my body. I don't know if it was, you know, the time of the month that was gearing up my hunger cues and was requiring me to eat more. I don't know if it was the mental brain power and energy that I needed to expend to navigate the world of interior design because guys, let me tell you, I chose to be a dietitian for a reason. If I look at one more color palette, I don't know what I'm going to do. Side note, if anyone who listens to this podcast has supreme, superior, supreme, wow, those were two adjectives, have, there we go, supreme interior, that's the word I was looking for, design expertise, I would love to pick your brain because I just get super stressed out. I would imagine this is maybe how some people feel when they navigate the world of nutrition and then they decide, oh my God, I need to hire a coach or a professional who actually does this for a living. Side note. 
I do coaching, (laughs) but I can only imagine that that is how people feel when they're navigating nutrition because that is sure as heck how I felt when I was navigating the interior design world. Anyways, within this day, whether if it was the time of the month, whether if it was just the mental energy that I was expending, my hunger cues were much higher. They were revving the engine of my body at a much higher level than they typically do. Now, anyone who has ever followed a diet, and I use that term very broadly, meaning any type of eating pattern where you are looking externally for validation about how much food you need or don't need maybe in a day, you can probably agree with me on the fact that one, if you're having a day where you maybe have to eat more than your quote-unquote diet says you should or is quote-unquote good to eat, you can imagine that would be a point of stress in your life. Say, for example, if you track your macros or if you're a calorie tracker, that mentality makes you believe just based on the nature of the rules of that methodology that you need the exact same amount of calories every single day, or you need the exact same amount of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, aka your macros in a single day. I am here to tell you that if you are a human being who is just trying to be happy and navigate your life without the constraints of diet culture, without having to worry too much about food, then you do not need the exact same amount of food on a daily basis. This only makes Makes sense to me because we show up to life a little bit different every single day. The person who you were yesterday is slightly different from the person who you are today, and the person who you are today will be slightly different than who you're going to be tomorrow. Our bodies fluctuate and change on the micro level every single day, so it only makes sense that our hunger cues would fluctuate in unison with that. Some days you may be hungrier, some days you may be less hungry, depending on a million different factors that are going on in your life. And I think in intuitive eating, we leave space for this realization. We have this, what I was saying earlier, the trust in our body's wisdom that, okay, if my hunger cues are going off the charts today, maybe it's an indication that I, A, didn't feed myself well enough yesterday, so my body's trying to re-up its stores of all the nutrients and the energy that it needs, or maybe B, it's an indication that I have been super restrictive for longer periods of time, so obviously my body is trying to recoup the damage of many, many years, or C, maybe it's an indication that you just moved a lot more in that day, or whatever you were doing, your activities of daily life just require a little bit more energy for you. Whatever the reasoning is behind your hunger cue being higher. With intuitive eating, we trust that if I eat more today to satisfy these hunger cues, then my body is going to naturally regulate and know what to do with that fuel. Maybe tomorrow I won't be as hungry if I really work to honor my hunger cues today. Maybe two days from now. Who's to say really? I can't be a predictor that says if you eat more today, you will not be hungry tomorrow because everybody's body is different. But I can give you the reassurance that your body is very smart, and depending on however much food you give it or don't give it, it is going to give you cues on what you need to do as a result of that, or it is going to give you an indication of how it is feeling, and it knows how to work itself out. So within this day, I realized that after I had my breakfast and my little preventative hunger snack that I walked you guys through earlier, I had my lunch you know, like a person eats lunch. And then I was hungry after lunch. So I was like, well, of course, I'm going to like leave a little bit of a moment of silence here for you to just guess 
the snack that I chose to have after lunch, if you know anything about me, you immediately are saying, well, duh, Claire, you had a peanut butter and jelly. And I would tell you, you are right. So I had a sandwich, like I had a yogurt and then I was hungry for dinner. Even afterwards, I celebrated my dad's birthday. Shout out, happy birthday, dad. But in this day, when I look back kind of retrospectively from a totally non-emotional standpoint, I just know that I ate more food than I quote normally do based on my baseline normal. Was I freaked out by that? No. That was just an indication that I was honoring what my body needed in that day. And then guess what? In my own personal body, since I trusted that those cues were real and I didn't fear them and I leaned into what I needed and what sounded good in that moment, then the next day I was naturally a little bit back to my baseline level of normal. My hunger cues had normalized. I was feeling good. I had a really good move freely session actually because I had fueled myself so well than the prior day. So this is just a plea that if you are worried in your intuitive eating journey that one day your hunger cues are all the way up here, I'm holding my hand really high, and then the next day your hunger cues are kind of in the toilet, and then maybe the day in between they're kind of in the middle or what you would consider to be normal, that is a perfectly normal fluctuation because your body knows how to regulate itself. I'm going to say it again. Your body knows how to regulate itself if you don't try to interfere and mess with that divine wisdom. If you give your body the tools, the nutrients, and the fuel that it needs on a daily basis, it's going to tell you what it needs and it's going to work itself out. So, mic drop on that one. The third thing that I want to cover in the principle or the idea of the ideas behind intuitive eating that I think are really important is the flexibility to honor what's happening in your life in that moment rather than overanalyzing everything that is going into that situation. I think you can probably agree, you, whoever is listening right now, if you have ever had a negative or disordered relationship with food, it's really hard to be flexible with your food intake or flexible with how your day goes because so much of your mental energy is wrapped up in trying to tightly control or regulate what is going in your body or maybe what is not going into your body as far as food is concerned. All of your mental energy in that case is when it's so wrapped up and tightly regulating, you're just so caught up in overanalyzing that you can't really step outside of yourself long enough to connect with other people, to enjoy the beauty of everything that's going on in your day, or to even more importantly realize that you have other important things to do with your precious life, with your precious energy, than overanalyze every single food decision that you make. You will realize sooner or later, if you're resonating with this at all, that you can't necessarily sustain that level of mental energy that is that has been tied up in your food, food choices for the rest of your life if you want to navigate life being a happy, healthy, and carefree type of person. So my experience with this actually happened today. The day that I am recording this podcast, so some days when I don't have my client calls until later in the afternoon, I like to switch up my workspace. I'm a human being who gets bored with certain settings, as I think probably anyone listening to this podcast can identify with. So I decided to go to my favorite little coffee shop. Shout out if you are ever in Roanoke, Virginia, you have to check out Sweet Donkey Coffee. Sweet like the the cake donkey like the animal, coffee like the beverage. 
It's the cutest little coffee shop in Roanoke. It's actually this old house that has been transformed into a coffee shop. They have beer, they have wine, they have treats, food, all of the delicious things that you could ever want. But I walked in and in the spirit of being flexible and just going with the flow of life, I was like, you know what? I want to try something different today. Typically I get like a decaf, normal coffee with a little whipped cream on top because it's delicious. And I also can't handle that much caffeine. So I said to myself, Claire, they have a matcha, mat, matcha, I don't really, matcha, I think is how you say it. I'm a dietitian, but I don't really know all these like fancy buzzword foods that you think I would know because I'm really just a plain Jane when it comes to my food. Exhibit A, how I talk about peanut butter and jelly all of the time. But I decided to try this matcha latte, which I love the color of it, which maybe is what draws me to it. And I also know that it has lower caffeine amounts than my typical coffee. And I had tried matcha one other time in my life at Starbucks, and I liked it. So I was like, you know... I've never had it here. I'm going to get it again and see what it's like. So I ordered it, and a few minutes later, once the barista made it and did her little, like, steam magic barista thing that they do, she delivered my little iced drink, and I took a sip, and I immediately realized within that first sip that it was way sweeter than the types of coffee drinks that I typically enjoy drinking. So in this moment, I could have chosen to do one of two things. Option number one is I freak out and I say, oh my God, added sugar, that's the devil. I can't have any of that or else I, you know, X, Y, and Z, all of the crazy things that I used to believe that a little bit of added sugar would do to me when I was in the throes of like my my nutrition learning and craziness days back when I was in dietitian school. I would have thought that that was the end of the world and that I would have been a terrible dietitian if I would have even put my lip anywhere close to a straw with a drink that had added sugars in it. Oh my God, nothing could have been worse. Or option two in this scenario, or option B, I can't remember if I started with numbers or letters a moment ago. I have like podcast amnesia here. But option number two slash B, I could have said, okay, this isn't exactly what I had anticipated, but I honestly couldn't have had any way of knowing because I didn't really ask and the menu didn't really specify. So instead of freaking out and thinking that added sugars are going to be the death of me in this one scenario, I can step back and say, first of all, how cool is it and how amazing and how grateful am I that I have the privilege to even be in here on this Tuesday morning, because I went on a Tuesday, and enjoying this drink. That's pretty darn cool that I even have that experience in the first place. And I also know through my intuitive eating knowledge that having one drink that is a little bit different than what I would typically enjoy, like don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed this drink. It tasted really good, but it was different from what I normally would have chosen. And even though it did have added sugars in it or more than I typically would have chosen if I had had the foresight, I know that it's okay. And I know that this one drink does not dictate my health because like I told you earlier, balance is found over long periods of time, not what you do or you don't do in a certain day. I know that I will be okay if I choose to have this drink and enjoy it for what it is and know that I have the flexibility of being an intuitive eater or the flexibility of having the gentle nutrition knowledge of this is totally fine if I have this today and I don't make a crazy big deal about it because in all honesty, 
I have way better things to think about and I have way more impactful things to do with my energy than stress about this drink that I didn't necessarily anticipate how sweet it was going to be. I have more bigger and better things to do than to stress about every little thing that that drink means. And I know that my worth is not tied to that drink. It does not make me any better or worse of a person or a dietitian if I choose to have a beverage on this day that is sweeter than what I normally would have chosen or that I typically enjoy. So long story short, you have the flexibility to honor what's happening in life rather than freaking out over every little thing that goes wrong. Because let me tell you, if you are holding on to a relationship with food that is so rigid, that allows you to freak out at all of these little moments where one little curveball gets thrown at you, homegirl or home dude, your energy is going to run out eventually. You, in throwing all this energy towards freaking out over food or getting all up in arms about it, what you're doing, this is what I call my analogy, all of my one-on-one clients who work with me will know this analogy. This is what I call the analogy of the mental energy pie chart, meaning you, you listening as a human being, you only have so much mental energy that you can put towards the things that you do in your daily life. And what happens if the section of your mental energy that is wrapped up around food and beverages, because of course, some of your mental energy has to be there because you have to do those things to survive. But if you throw too much energy into those categories or they start to expand outside of the realm that they need to, then everything else in your life is going to suffer. All of the other components of that pie chart that you need to give your energy and attention to, they are going to suffer because the energy that you are using or expending freaking out or stressing out or having anxiety over these food choices is going to take away from the availability of that energy and focus you have to get to give to other activities. So in this moment in time, I use it as a learning experience that next time I go to this coffee shop, when and if I decide to order another matcha tea or latte or whatever the heck that thing was, I will simply ask, hey, can you make it a little bit less sweet? And that is where my balance will be found over time. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly growing on this journey, just like you who is listening. You are hopefully growing and journeying a lot, growing on this journey along with me. Guys, it's been a long day of talking And I think you can probably pick up on this through all of my little word blunders that have increased in frequency as this podcast has gone longer and longer. So I think that is an indication that I need to truly wrap it up. And thank you guys once again for tuning in. I hope you got a little bit of value, hopefully a lot of value out of this episode, but you kind of realize that even though that I have been on my intuitive eating journey for a long time and I feel very strong in my intuitive eating journey, that's why I can walk the walk and talk the talk and help other people to feel that same way. But even though I've been in this place for a long time, I still have learning moments on a daily basis. I am still being reminded day in and day out of the energy and, you know, the attention to detail, if you will, that this process takes. It's something that you never reach an end point. You don't just wake up one day and say, I am the best intuitive eater. It is an ongoing journey that is going to continue to humble you and teach you lessons about 
how your body functions, how your brain functions, and how you are as a human being in general. So it's truly rewarding and it's something that you are going to continue to grow from every single day. Plan ahead. Preventative hunger is a real thing. Trust your body's wisdom, knowing that balance is found over long periods of time, not in what you do or don't do in a single day. And lastly, most funly, if you will, I know that's not a word, but this is the most fun thing, have flexibility to honor what is happening in your life rather than getting all up in arms and having to overanalyze every little thing that you weren't anticipating. Fun and enjoyment is found a lot of the times in the spontaneity of food situations and of the connection that that brings with other people, with yourself, and everything around you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, My dear friends, I'm going to give you another shameless plug in this episode. These episodes are just like value, 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 plug, value, value, plug. And that's kind of what it's intended to be because I want this message to continue to grow. I want this message to reach more people who need to hear what we are talking about here on the Yours Truly podcast. So that being said, if you are listening and you got any little ounce of value from today's episode, you're walking away saying, yes, I identify with that weirdo Claire, or I got value from that weirdo Claire, I want you to share this episode either personally with someone who you know could benefit from hearing this message or on the broad scope of social media. So if you want to share it with someone personally, a really easy way you can do that is yes, shoot them a text being like, oh my God, the Yours Truly podcast, God hit it up. Or if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can tap those little three dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen and that will give you a shareable link that you can text, you can email, you can do all of the things that you can do with a link and it will take people right to the Apple Podcast app to this episode soon. If you want to share it out to a broader scope of your friends, your family, your dog, your goats, like whatever you have in your life, you can take a screenshot of whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, post it on your social media story, and as always, tag me at Claire Tuning or yours, Chuli Nutrition. If you are on Facebook, Claire Tuning is if you're on Instagram to let me know what you learned from this episode and that you are loving and living the content over here on the pod. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. I don't know why I say us because it's definitely just me, guys. I'm the only one who went behind this podcast today. So if you haven't left a review already, please take a moment to do so. I would be forever grateful because that will help the podcast to continue to grow and reach more of these peeps who need the intuitive eating message in their life. Without further ado, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and we will see you back here next week. Yours, Julie, Claire.